It's DTS 221. We're talking about the Shattered Throne Dungeon Breakthrough. Masterwork cores are going to be given some tweaks as well as those exotic drop chances. All that and more coming up. You're listening to Destiny The Show. What is good, everybody, and welcome to the DTS Podcast. My name is BBK Dragoon. I am joined, as always, by my great co-host, Diddy. What is up, my dude? How was your week? What a week it has been, ramping up into quarter four. Oh, my goodness. It's uh, never-ending these days. <laughs> All the Even free never time ending I have in good is, ways, uh, or what? what? Uh, well, you know, uh, in terms of job stability, it's good. Uh, but in terms of free time, it's not. <laughs> Are you saying everything's breaking? Everything's catching on fire? At, you know, end of the year is always, everyone scrambles. They're always on edge about other projects that are not finishing. And it, if their computer, if they're like, if their mouse dies, it, they yell at the IT guy, which is, of course, me. So, eh, oh, well. Can't you know, I've been meaning to ask you about this mouse over here, Denny. It just stops working from time to time. But for real, this is one of my favorite Throw times of the year. Throw it against the wall and buy yeah. a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that advice. If you hear just a loud thud in the show, that's what it is. Fall is one of my favorite times, not just from a gaming perspective, but I don't know. There's something really a nostalgic. A weather perspective. It's not yeah. as hot as Satan anymore. It's, uh, <laughs> yep. it's It dropped below 80 degrees last oh my. week. It was nice. That's the first time in... 14 years there, right? <laughs> the drought is over. Right in wow. time for the Forsaken drought. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think we're going to talk about that today because we yeah, are yeah, yeah. one month <laughs> into Forsaken right now, and we have not hit drought points. I really want to preface that. We have yes, not hit drought correct. points, but the next six to eight weeks are going to be very revealing, especially to those players who are on the fence about the annual pass. What kind of support are we going to see in between the little bits and pieces of stuff of the large releases. You know, Forsaken and the Taken King remind me of, like, the Avengers films. And then Curse of Osiris and, like, the House of Wolves and the Dark Below. They're almost like the little standalone films. But not the good standalone films. The ones for, like, the obscure characters that you're like, all right, that was good, but I'm still waiting for the next big budget one, right? <laughs> yeah, like Age of Triumph was Thor Ragnarok. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, except that uh, Curse of Osiris was, what was it, uh, Winter Soldier or something? I don't know. I haven't seen any of the Marvel movies. What about the original Daredevil? Curse well, of Osiris is like that old Daredevil film from forever ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, That yeah. was awful. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I can't really speak to the Marvel films. I've only seen half of them, so I need to... I've yeah, missed out are, on pretty yeah. much all the Captain America movies. Like, I saw the first one, and that's it. <laughs> they're, they're enjoyable. I really like the first one. We're getting off topic here, by the way. So, uh, this last week, a ton of things happened in the Dreaming City. Breakthrough came out. Masterwork cores are going to be getting a change to them. Bungie sort of reiterated, hey, they're hard to get, but we are not removing them from Infusion. We're just going to make them a little bit easier for you guys to get. And, by the way, we're renaming them. Just just so you guys have a better... <laughs> if we're, we're changing it. The artist formerly known as Masterwork Cores. News! All right, Diddy, before we get into the news, I do want to talk about the reception to last week's show. So if you didn't listen last week, we did announce in detail uh, 
We're in the last month of Destiny the Show. We're going to be concluding DTS the third week of October. So you guys are listening now to like the last three or four shows of DTS. I think it's four left or something like that or three left. Um, and overwhelming amounts of kindness coming from you guys. I want to say I was overwhelmed. And I don't know about you, Diddy, but man, what a week of just... A lot of people coming out of the woodwork saying that you've listened for X amount of time. And it, it really was touching so thank you yeah yeah uh 100 agreed it was it was really nice to see all the comments on last week's youtube video all the comments in our discord server about uh, all your experiences about how we've kept you guys up to date and we really appreciate all the support throughout the years and uh moving on forward moving on forward indeed i do want to make one comment i had a couple of people asking if i'm stopping youtube so to clarify no, my YouTube channel is still going on, still planning on uploading just as much as before. And Diddy, it's not like Diddy and I are, you know, divorcing or whatever. <laughs> Diddy's still going to appear on the channel, and we still, from time to time, are definitely going to hop in front of the microphones and talk about things. I mean, there are going to be opportunities down the road where, obviously, neither Desti Diddy or I are leaving Destiny, like, as a game. We're still going to probably be following this thing at the back of our minds for the rest of forever. And when there's some big, cool, significant stuff, we might have some little surprise appearances here and there. So we definitely read, though, your feedback and ideas about doing some things. And uh, we've we've been in discussions about it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, moving forward, like our philosophy was the last year and a half, we are not, you know, if something really awesome or something really bad happens in Destiny in the next year or two, we will not be... Um, producing content based on the uh, success or decline of the game, we will produce it at our leisure whenever yeah. we want. Yeah, we really didn't want to walk away in the a salty spire of, no, curse of Osiris <laughs> anger. I don't want to get lost in the infinite forest. That would just be a bad deal. All right, oh let's goodness. talk about this week at Bungie Diddy. The Dreaming City last week reached its full-on max curse, taking the junk everywhere, and it brought with it a couple of cool new things. Obviously, we've been having the story missions each week, bringing in a little bit new lore for the picture. Then, oh, spoilers, if you guys didn't experience this and you don't want to hear about what happened last week, then I guess you can skip ahead in the show a few minutes. But last week, when you did your Oracle engine and you did the offering, you actually got to go through a portal and there she was in all her sparkly pants glory, Diddy, Marasov <laughs> right there. That hit me out of left field. I definitely was not expecting it. What about you? That was really super cool. You know, just bringing everything full circle from the campaign and all the lore. Seeing seeing Mara Sov herself right there on her throne in her throne world is, it was like, oh, hey, what's up? Nice to see you again. And uh, I really want that armor set in the game. Like that, she's a fashionable lady. Super sparkly. I want those sparkly things. That should be an or that would be an ornament in Destiny One, like sparkles or something like that. The Name it after Queen's Wrath. Mm-hmm. Totally. The, the original, not not the <laughs> not the later, but the OG <laughs> Queen's Wrath event. <laughs> yep. Uh, I do want to mention too, underneath the city, the Shattered Throne Dungeon, a 590 uh, end game activity that was just unexpected, where you basically had what I would call a three man baby raid encounter is that an appropriate way to categorize it uh yeah i would say so uh a nightfall on steroids or what a nightfall should be you know yeah a piece of content 
absolutely geared towards the people who've been raiding and reaching those end game points. Like you need to be going after this with a seriously high power group, gorgeous visuals, challenging mechanics. Of course, it's been soloed. Would you expect anything <laughs> less, right? Let me guess, Slayerage. Oh, I'm sure at this point it's going to be, you know, beaten, soloed, one-handed, blindfolded. While with a rock band drum set. With a rock band drum set. <laughs> Next, beaten with a cucumber and a potato. But for real, uh, this was extremely cool. And it is categorized as a dungeon. I wanted to throw this idea into the mix. If each of the annual pass releases is a few strikes, a new raid layer, a new dungeon, a bunch of new gear, and then long pursuits on top of it, I like that reality. I feel like I look at that and go, oh, okay, that is how Destiny could survive content droughts or at least alleviate some of those drier periods, right? Yeah, I would say that's a good direction to go since they've said that they're going away from the story content in the annual pass con in the annual pass releases. Um, the focus on maintaining the uh, the hobby coming back. They, they really focus on that for, for in Forsaken. There's a lot of stuff to do daily, weekly, every weekend, that kind of stuff. And if they just continue with that philosophy, ignoring the story because the story is only played through once, pretty much. They, 98% of the population only plays through the story once, so it would make sense that they're not focusing on that for future releases. And more dungeons, more raids, more raid layers, all that kind of stuff. Just more, more, more. Let's do it. I think you and I have always been very vocal about Skolos being one of our favorite moments ever yes. in Destiny. Pre-nerf mm -hmm. Skolos was extremely fun and challenging. Took a while to get there. More three-man content that's really challenging, upwards of like raid levels of challenging, I think is a great thing and a great sector for the game to explore. Six-man raids, always awesome, but it is way more accessible for people to put together a fire team of three people than it is six, you know? Yeah, or I mean more activities that use the same number of guardians, right? You know, they brought in the 4v4 PvP, and then if you do a strike, well, maybe you got to find one more person, or maybe you're doing a raid, and then you want to go do strikes. Well, you got to cut half the team. The escalation protocol, that kind of stuff's not match made. Blind well, not match made. The raid's not match made. All that kind of stuff. Uh, more, more content that uh, matches fire team sizes across the board. Mm -hmm. I want to note that if you did not beat the Shattered Throne this last week in the TWAB, it said, and I quote, if you are not quite ready yet, don't worry. The Shattered Throne will return when the curse cycle is at its worst again in three weeks. That should give you some time to power up and prepare to explore its depths, end quote. I was hit a little bit off guard, guard by this on two fronts. Number one, I am surprised to hear that it sounds like the curse cycle is going to rotate. Like, are we going to... Mm -hmm. <laughs> go back to week two of the Dreaming City and then week three and then week four. Like, so did we have our four weeks of the Dreaming City and that's what it's going to be now on rotation? Or does the story continue from here? Are there more ascendant challenges? Are we going to have more story missions or was it all culminating to this point and their Dreaming City evolution is a one month thing that just now goes on repeat? What, what do you think? Yeah, that's an interesting theory because... We had the Black Spindle in Destiny 1 that was on like a, it was the, the, the weekly heroic or the daily mm -hmm. heroic for one particular mission. 
uh, whenever it came up, you knew the black spindle was active. Um, I think it would make sense to have the monthly rotation of Gannett brings things to do on a new cycle. Um, I also think that this could potentially lead us into Festival of the Lost because it says three weeks. That brings us into the last week of October, which is Halloween time. That's usually when we see Festival of the Lost start to... So maybe it's just replaced by that. Maybe the the Dreaming City becomes cleansed of all taken stuff, and then we just go back to week one, and that's what the Dreaming City looks like. And then you're doing Festival of the Lost stuff, which would then lead us into November leading up to the Black Armory. So... Um, or maybe after Festival of the Lost, the Dreaming City cycle returns, leading us into the Black Armory, that kind of stuff. Hmm, that's a good point. I, I honestly have completely forgot about Festival of the Lost leading up into this point, but that's a... Because <laughs> we also have uh, the dawning later in December, most likely, you know, after Black Armory, maybe. Maybe Black Armory is going to have another three-week cycle activity for the patrol zone or whatever it opens up. Well, hold on to that thought. As soon as we get through the Masterwork course and the Iron Banner updates, I want to talk about specifically just that. Um, because we really do need to look at November building into the Black Armory and, of course, the dawning after that. So, first of all, uh, Breakthrough, the new PvP game mode, I didn't get the chance to play it this last week. I honestly was just mainly focused on my Petra stuff and Nightfalls and all that jazz, and I didn't get the chance to talk to anybody that did, so I'll have to dig into competitive this week to see if I can give it a shot. Masterwork cores, though. I want to paraphrase what Bungie had to say about it. Probably one of the most hotly debated pieces of design choices from Forsaken, Masterwork Cores, and the Infusion Economy. Bungie basically stated that they want Masterwork Cores to be synonymous with Infusion. However, their identity before Forsaken, you know, pre-Forsaken Masterwork Cores of being like the pinnacle-izing item is sort of a cloud hanging over the current reason for Masterwork Cores' existence. You remember before Forsaken, it really was the last cherry on top of the cake that you did to the gear that you liked the most. And it offers a different purpose in Forsaken. As such, Bungie's choices to address the concerns about Masterwork cores is they're going to be increasing and creating more reliable and plentiful sources for cores. They're also going to be renaming Masterwork cores so their purpose is more obvious. Um... They want the two to be tied together. They want Infusion to be more costly than it ever has been in, you know, Destiny's lifespan up until now. They want it to be a choice. I get it, and I think we've talked about it here before. I like economies that are geared towards maybe a little bit more long-term investment. I think they've maybe swung the pendulum a little bit too far, and I find it kind of comical, however, that they are going to rename them. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, I mean... At this point, just call them strange coins and be done with it. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, come on, right? It's it's another oh, uh, currency into the game. I like that they're buffing the drop rate, um, but at what percentage, we'll find out. It feels a little slow, if I'm honest with you. I mean, there should have been specifics at this point. We're a month into it. If they've made the choice, all right, we're going to do some adjustments. All right, what are the new sources? And how reliable will they be earned from? And what's the new name going to be? It feels like this was a decision that was made not two weeks ago, but probably a day or two before the TWAB came out, right? I mean, the TWAB says Uncommon Cores. If they could go with that name, sure. Why not? That's, ugh. 
yeah, that's the title of the section. Like, what? what come on, like uncommon cores? Just do strange coins. Come on. Wait, maybe it's, maybe it's a play on Common Core, like education or something like that. You know what I mean? There's like a hidden message embedded in this or something. Who wrote the TWAB? Was it? It's a Cosmo. I think it's, it's a, a Cosmo, Cosmo TWAB. TWAB. Okay. He always drops those Im- Imgur yeah. links. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, ooh, what's going on here? There's some <laughs> secrets. Uh, exotic drop chances for Forsaken exotics. There are going. Uh, Bungie plans to increase the chance for exotics to drop. Of stuff you don't already have. I wanted to note, I have played, I think, 60 or 70 hours of Forsaken, and I have not had a single Forsaken exotic drop just yet. You had the bow, didn't you? No, I oh. do not have the bow. Um, I can't remember what I got. I got a chess piece, but I can't remember if it's Forsaken or not, and I cannot remember the name because I never put it on because Orpheus rigs are too good. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> I have had exotics drop for me, and I'm not talking about the exotics that you can earn through quest steps like Chaperone or Ace of Spades. I just haven't had an actual Forsaken exotic drop. So, yeah, I mean, I had the Prometheus lens and a Wardcliffe coil drop, but that's it, right? And obviously those were pre-Forsaken. I got like a fourth fighting lion. That felt really good. I think I've gotten a few fighting lions. They Mm -hmm. did buff grenade launchers, didn't they? (laughs) Give it a shot. (laughs) Oh, edge memes. (laughs) Iron Banner, they're making some updates. Across the board, they're nerfing the bounties. They're making those weekly bounties easier to do. I think they probably looked at the data and not a ton of people finish their weekly bounties. Additionally, for the next Iron Banner that comes around, every one of those weekly bounties, not just two of them, will provide powerful gear. This definitely resonates with what Iron Banner has been for years, a Mm -hmm, catch-up mechanic. And you'll probably see a lot more engagement, and it makes sense as an expansion goes on. Bungie makes it progressively easier for people to catch up and get to the power levels they need to be before the next, you know, drop, the next thing that pushes the investment loop forward. Hi, Moon Diddy. Worked on Forsaken. Found out that today in the TWAB when they uh, showed off some of the art pieces. So... Killed it. They killed it, man. Oof. Well done. Beautiful. Uh, If you don't know, Bungie... Well, I guess... Okay, Activision brought on High Moon and Vicarious Visions... Two studios that Activision has utilized a ton in the past. I don't know if they are owned. They're probably not owned by Activision, but they are utilized on a lot of Activision projects. And we knew Vicarious Visions worked heavily on Warmind, but I didn't know that High Moon was working on Forsaken. Makes sense when you look at the amount of stuff and the quality that Forsaken is. So is Vicarious Visions maybe going to be working on some of the annual pass content? We're working on whatever's next fall. I have no idea. I just thought it was cool to point that out for longtime Destiny nerds. So, do it. Bring them in. They're they're really good. They're <laughs> really good. Their art oh, is so good. I love it. The, the art this expansion was out of control. Okay, I want to rotate back to what you had talked about. Forsaken spin out a month. The next six weeks define what Destiny Two Year Two looks like. What Bungie's plan is to, as they said in their Vidoc do away or try and do away with content drought. I'm looking at this thinking that we've seen the full amount of content the Dreaming City has to offer purely by them saying Shattered Throne is going to be coming up once every three weeks. I don't know if the game... Do you think it benefits from having Shattered Throne be an activity that's just a once a month special thing? I understand like Whisper of the Worm being tied to the weekend. I I get that. But this is... I don't know what it adds, making it that timed thing. Maybe it does add a lot. I'm literally just asking the question. I mean, think about it this way. Um, I think it's a nice introduction into the activity type. 
Um, it lets Bungie know that people are interested and want more of that content. So as they release more annual pass content, they can release more dungeons and have a month of every single week as a different featured dungeon. And it keeps the, the content drought not there. You know, I mean, obviously, if you complete all four within the first month, then you've got all the gear. But that just means you're a regular player. And people who don't get the chance, maybe they miss out on a weekend, they can they can uh, experience it in the future. That's the world, like the ideal world yeah. that we move into is ideal what you're world. saying, right? Like exactly. having a rotational yeah. dungeon each week. That'd be pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense because, of course, you have the nightfall rotates every week. You have, um, uh, we don't have trials anymore. So that weekly activity is gone. That's replaced by what whisper of the worm <laughs> it's not that's not really a thing uh iron banner is on a, a monthly rotation right and faction rallies are taking a break this season as well uh, aren't yeah, they faction rallies oh my gosh bring those back but make them daily <laughs> I, I do miss trials i had noted that in the show notes before like imagine everything you've been doing for your weeklies with forsaken if you are like an end game dude and then he had trials on top of it oh my gosh there's way more to do than what i can like put into a game each week like yeah forsaken is a good foundation for the hobby destiny as a hobby it's it's good they need to build on this they do not need to remove like okay we'll need to take whisper of the worm away for a month so that we can do trials instead on the weekend no that's no don't do that build on top of this let the player choose what they want to do uh let's look at then october Next two, three weeks, probably business as usual. We don't really have any events in the next two weeks on the horizon. Iron Banner is going to come back at the end of October-ish. Festival of the Lost, highly likely that this is probably like an early November thing, don't you think? Or do you believe that they're going to hit it on a Halloween portion? I hope it's the last week of October at least because that Tuesday is the 30th and Halloween is the 31st, obviously. It's like a Wednesday this year, isn't it? Uh, Halloween is a Wednesday this year, yes. Um, and it's Festival of the Lost is not, it's not like a Halloween event, but it's around that time, and they th- kind of theme it around spooky things. They do the trick or treating around candy. the tower, yeah. masks. There's no heiress to give you raisins this time, or uh, that kind of stuff. So um, I would hope that's hopefully the week before, um, but I would probably think that last week of October is the thirtieth, and then you come into November. The back two weeks of November, three weeks, Bungie usually milks it with live streams. You're going to have some lead up press wise to the Black Armory, the first of the annual pass content. It's super weird that we're talking almost about December this year, dude. It's just insane how fast this has gone. Um, But November ish in the next six weeks, I I think there's a balance here. Right about now, your real hardcore players, the super dedicated daily guys who've hit all their milestones on multiple characters since launch, they're hitting 600. They're beginning the min-max portion of the game. Then you'd have probably the middle level of players, the guys who put you know 50 to 70 hours in or whatever, and they're in the, what, 550s to 570 mm-hmm. range. You know, they're just right. tackling the raid. And they're just starting to work their way up. But 600 is still another probably month away for those guys. And then on the bottom tier, you have like the more casual people who are in the like 520s to 525s. 
Maybe they raid before December, maybe they don't, but they're likely only going to be hitting 560 or 70 by the time we get to the Black Armory. Did Forsaken make a happy sandwich for all of those players, or are we about to see those 600 you know, power guys get angry about waiting the next month and a half for new content? <laughs> Yeah, uh, like, are even the end game people at content drought yet? Because it, it now would be about the time, like you said, that they're hitting that cap. I um, think min maxing is just now getting going, right? Like people wanting to optimize mods, especially with the infusion costs. I mean, they just talked about the masterwork core is changing the economy there, but uh, inf- infusing was like not 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 just a meaningful choice. It was like if I infuse this. I need to go grind some more cores for three hours before I can infuse something else. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, yeah, min-maxing. That's uh, that's the end game right there. I mean, uh, talking about the dawning for December, the timing of that was mid-December, mid-late December last year in Destiny 2, um, and it lasted for three weeks or so. If that's the same timing this year, I mean, we have, what, two weeks of the Black Armory before then? So, I mean... December fourth is a Tuesday, so do we want to do we want to call that? You're you're Nostradamus. I mean, you're the one who calls these things with accuracy, not me. <laughs> I mean, I just think it would make sense. Uh, last year, I just pulled it up. The dawning was December nineteenth until January 9th. That same timeline is December eighteenth this week. Two weeks before that is the fourth on that Tuesday. So Black Armory on the fourth. I just is Black Armory going to last more than two weeks because an event is right on its heels. I don't know. It'll be very curious to see. I'm putting the crystal ball away for a second and just want to (laughs) say I believe Gambit is a huge jackpot of potential for them. I love that game mode. I also hate that game mode, but I love that game (laughs) mode. Competitive PvE stuff in Destiny is a huge ticket to success moving forward. We've had a month with the game. I think you and I have talked about here a few things that we'd like to see, right? Solo matchmaking. It's not super fun going against four stacks when you're a single player. And B, I want to see more augment and different, like augmented invariants of Gambit as a game mode. I would love to see a version Mayhem of Gambit, Gambit that featured no invaders, right? Yes, I would play that nonstop. Still it has just blockers. It's two like teams. a speed run. PvP or PVE speedruns, that would be the greatest thing ever. Uh, yes, let's do that. Plus mayhem on top of that. Ooh, oh, well, nice. yeah, that's the next thing. Gambit with modifiers thrown into the mix. Mm-hmm. That could change up Solar the way burn, the arc goes. burn, void burn, that kind of stuff. Yes. What about a pinnacle gambit activity that's like Trials or an Iron Banner? It shows up once a month and it Power has level some enabled. unique twi- twist to it. Power level enabled. That'd be it's nice. Well, it's kind of already there, you know. It's well for the PvP side of things. Yeah, the invaders uh, are definitely power level enabled. But like, if it's just if there's no invaders, and there's a PVE power level enabled playlist for Gambit, I'd be all over that. Absolutely. The cherry too on top of the cake with Gambit for me is them taking some of those investment based rewards that you saw from the PvP culture and putting it in a PVE mode. So the infamy ranks. The ability to reset those ranks, the bounties, and then also, you know, long-term pursuits to go after, like, you know, <laughs> when the Masterwork core exploit was in the game and you could get your truth after resetting your rank. And then uh, it wasn't, what is it? It's not truth. What's it called? Trust or something? The hand cannon? I'm totally blanking uh, that right yeah. now. Yeah, trust is the Gambit hand cannon. 
and you could dismantle it for seven masterwork cores and it costed oh. five. So if you actually <laughs> yeah. just grind and gambit your face off the first week, you could have an infinite masterwork core loop. Uh, it's gone now. But taking those kind of investment loops and applying it to PvE, I want to see that logic pushed elsewhere. I want to see it put into strikes, put into raids, that kind of a thing, you know? Yeah, agreed. Well, I think it's been an incredible first month. What about you? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, one month later and I'm not max light, that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I don't play that often. I play, you know, about five hours a week. But five hours a week in Curse of Osiris, I was done in a two weeks. So it's a yeah, definite it's a shift. Huge improvement. Huge yeah. improvement here. I'm yeah. super A lot of stuff to work too. on, but uh, they're in the right direction this time. Mm-hmm. And tone-wise... Looks like a great fall into a strong winter. Springtime is the real test, though. We've been around for a lot of Destiny springtimes, and we'll just see. We'll just yeah. see. <laughs> I mean, like I said, they need to do two DLCs in a row really well because they've really never done that. So, well, thanks very Black much, Armory, you guys. All on you. It's all on you. It's all on the Black Armory, bros. You've heard it here. If it's just exotic quests for the old exotics, Diddy is not happy. <laughs> it's going to be a sour puss. I'm not paying for it. <laughs> all right all right all right where can people find your content dude twitter.com slash diddy dts d-i-t-t-y dts and youtube.com slash whooshness w-o-o-o-s-h-n-e-s-s you can check out the links from today's show and more on our website destinytheshow.com you can follow us on twitter at destiny the show and join the conversation in our discord discord.me slash destiny the show you can follow me on youtube twitch twitter all the places at bbk dragoon Thanks for listening. Have a great week and we'll talk to you next time.